Hi, podcast listeners. It's Gracie. I'm back with another episode in the Self-Care is Magic series. This one is with a dear friend of mine, Reba Thomas, aka Reba the Diva. Reba's been on the podcast before discussing how self-care is a really important form of anti-racist work and the ways that our community has done some powerful and transformative anti-racist work using self-care as our modality. Today, though, we're really staying on course to talk about magic, even though we do discuss anti-racism work within the podcast in a really important way. And I just I want to showcase just how awesome Reba is because she's amazing. So you'll hear that. Uh, She's a magical person. And I also wanted to say that I have loved doing this series so much. The conversations that I have shared with Rochelle Faithful, Sarita Moore, and now Reba have really helped me to understand magic in such a more profound and practical way. I, my plan was when I started this series that I would do a bunch of conversations about magic, and then I would switch over and start talking more about reality. And uh, what I'm finding is I really want to talk about magic more. <laughs> Uh, and, and I want to record more podcasts on the subject. And I think we're always getting a healthy dose of reality as we talk about magic. So that's coming ahead. But what's going to happen, though, is after this podcast, I'm going to take a bit of a pause in my in my putting out new episodes. It's been great. I know I took a big pause before I put out these last four episodes. And that contained the birth of my daughter and just the first part of the pandemic. And it felt really good to come back in and share more episodes. And I'm also realizing due to some self-care constraints that I have, particularly around some uh, medical issues in my family, that I need to take a bit of a pause and really focus on things at home. There's nothing too serious that's happening. Um, it's not COVID related. It's really just about getting people as healthy as that they can be right now. So part of the self-care that I have always found is that we have to be discerning in how we use our time and energy. But please know that as soon as I can get back to doing these conversations, I absolutely will. I really appreciate you listening, um, and I appreciate the self-care conversation that I know that you're having in your life. Feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on my website, selfcarewithgracie.com, or write me at gracie at selfcarewithgracie.com. And enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome back. This is the third episode in the Self-Care as Magic and Reality series. I have a dear friend and constant source of magical inspiration, Reba Thomas with us, aka Reba the Diva. Hi. (laughs) Great to have you. And I'm gonna gonna get into introducing Reba in a moment, but I, I just wanted to give a little bit of a background to what the series is about. If you have not gone back and listened to the first episode in the series, it's just me talking about why I think magic is what can help us through this moment of immense and challenging reality. And I offer three self-care, really boring reality-based practices that I have found to be magical. So if you are like, what is this magic thing about? And you want to have a little bit more of a, a primer, I recommend going back and listening to that episode first. And then come right back here because Reba is full of inspiration. <laughs> you'll, want to, you'll want to hear this one as well. So um, Reba, I'm going to read your bio here. Um, Reba is specializing in cell, sexual health education, content creation, resource development, marketing and communications. She's the CEO and founder of Sexpert Consultants LLC and co-founder principal consultant at 38 Media Creative Media Group. I don't even know what that part of your life is about, Reba. Yes, we, we'll talk about it, I think. We'll talk about it because it kind of has a lot to do with magic. 
Mm, cool. Well, well, I know Reba um, first and foremost as um, someone who helps women particularly, but I know you work with both women and men and everything, everyone in between on the spectrum around yeah. how to feel pleasure, how to um, see that as a, a form of self-care, what self-care helps with pleasure and how all of that um, can help us to learn more about how to have a healthy relationship with our sex lives. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what I do. That's exactly what I do. Um, you're, you're a member of Women of Sex Tech and also you serve as an ambassador for the America Sexual Health Association and Planned Parenthood of Metropolitan Washington. You attended Howard University and received a sexual health education training through Indiana U University Center for Sexual Health Promotion. You are married to your best friend and soulmate, Chef Gary Thomas, and you yeah. have a beautiful blended family with several kids. You are a mama to multiple children. Five. And then you also work on multiple projects in audiobook production, independent film, music production, and musical theater. <laughs> Magic. Um, your creative works can be found on NPR, iTunes, Audible, YouTube, and the SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Thank you for being here, Reba. Please tell us about yourself. Tell us about your journey with magic. Yeah. Oh, that so, helped inform who you are as a person. So I think my journey with magic started um, started with Reiki, to be completely honest. I always thought magic was like something you read about in books or see in TV, and it wasn't like a thing like that people possess. But I've also always been a very like magnetic person like people have always kind of been drawn to me and I never really understood why like I found myself in theater and um you know doing things that like kind of helped enhance that feeling or that sensation but I never really understood what I'd like to call is like my own power and so Reiki kind of helped me understand like well helped take helped me realize like okay look as a science nerd, energy is real, right? And this energy that you that you that you have within your body can be directed, right? And what I know is that energy energy can't be created or transform. I mean, can't be created or destroyed. It can be transformed, though. And so, um, with the what I know about science and what I know about like my own personal lived experiences, um, just like feeling like when you walk into a room you can kind of you, you, you can feel like you can feel the energy in the room and so understand with that lived experience and like with the understanding of science as I knew it it was like okay there is this undeniable thing here and when I learned Reiki it kind of put energy into perspective for me right and once you learn once I learned Reiki and mind you, I learned Reiki just because a friend was like, you should do this. And I was on a like spiritual journey and I was like, this feels like a thing I should do. So I'm going to do it. And coming back to it as a sex educator, like recognizing, like learning about the chakras and learning about how energy travels through the body. Um, <clears throat> I really learned how to apply my knowledge as a sex educator to the knowledge of energy that I'd learned before, right? And that's kind of when the magic started to happen because I realized <clears throat> in that moment in becoming a sex educator, right? Having done this Reiki and when I was in Reiki, I was like a, a fundraiser for nonprofits. And so people saw me as magical in that way too because it was like, you are the person who keeps the lights on and, you know. Total magic, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I recognize my power in that way, like, 
professionally, but it wasn't like a thing that I ever applied personally until I started to understand Reiki. And when that knowledge came back to me in learning about Tantra, which I won't get into right in this, in this podcast, but that sounds like its own episode. It is, it is. (laughs) Um, But when I learned about Tantra, they, you start with the chakras. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I remember this. I've been learning this for the past five, six, seven years. Is this why I've been learning this? Like everything just started to come into, like everything just started to click. Like it was like, oh, I was a development professional and writing grants because I need to write grants to fund this sexual, sex sex education work that I'm doing, right? I learned about um, chakras and Reiki and all of these things to prepare me for what I would learn and what I am learning about Tantra, right? So it's kind of this, I don't know, everything just always feels so divinely timed for me, right? The right people come into my life and it's like confirmation that they're supposed to be there just magically happens. Even like with you and I, the way we met, I met you the day before I met you in person. Like we, we talked on the phone, we had this interview, I wanted to take your self-care course. And then we show up in meeting together and I'm like, wait a minute, Gracie? From the phone? Wait, That was like some major synchronicity. But that hat, like, that those that pattern happens a lot for me in my life and um and recognizing like in those moments that this is like divinely timed right both of us knew in that moment like maybe not in that moment what our relationship would look like going forward but I knew that you would be special to me right because why why what like what are the (laughs) what are the odds um, and so, so I don't know, I think that's kind of part of the magic is being able to listen to and acknowledge it when it's like working in, in your life. Mm. I love so much of what you just said. And I, I really stuck out to me as around power when you said like really about understanding and owning your power. And I really um, also just you talking about being on a spiritual path. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I would love to hear how you frame what it means to be on a spiritual path and also how that affects your relationship with power. Because I think so many people hear power and they, they think hierarchy power over and that's so much of what our dynamics are. And not that those can't be like sexy and fun sometimes, mm-hmm. <laughs> that with consent. Um, but, I, but I sense that you're talking about like a different kind of power. Yeah, I'm definitely talking about like a personal power and um Oh man. Okay. So what it means to be on the spiritual path, right? I started to question a lot of the things that I took for as truth, right? I grew up a like very devout Southern Baptist Christian. And I started to ask questions and just to get really curious about, you know, Jesus and like God and my relationship to that. And, and what does that mean to me? And so, you know, Christianity revolves a lot around Jesus. And so I felt very closely connected to this, to, to Jesus. And so I wanted to learn more, like, where did Jesus come from? And, and like, you know, when he was my age, 19, 20, 21, 22, what was he doing? Cause look, this is, a hard time. I need to know how Jesus got through it. And what I learned is that nobody knew. 
<laughs> I'm like, Jesus got ghosts. Like he just left. And I was like, oh, oh, I'm going to do that. Like I need to do that. Um, but, but I also just needed to, okay, where did he go was the first question. Right. And then it was like, okay, well, when he came back, what happened? And like, where's the burial site? And like, just started to ask a lot of questions. And I started to get a lot of backlash. Like a lot of like, why are you even asking this? Like a lot of like, you, you aren't faithful if you're asking this question. And I'm just like, wait, wait, what, what? No, 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 no. I need to know this from like, for my, for my faith. Like if this, these are questions that I know you you've asked. Right. And so in doing that, I started to like unpack, okay, Christianity was something that was like given to me when we came to this, when we were enslaved in this country. And so what did my ancestors believe? That was the question that like really prompted me on, on a real journey. Right. And so I was like, all right, well, who are my ancestors? Cause that was, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know past my great grandmother who were, where I even come from. So I started to do like this heritage journey and finding out that I'm Southern Bantu made me realize, but I'm Southern Bantu and a bunch of other things, right? Because like no one can really pinpoint through a DNA test exactly where, you know, every person in your ancestry is from. They're from all over, especially given, you know, the hardships that happened when we came in this country. So um, I think what I realized is like, okay, I have ties to Africa and we have, we started to learn about like comedic beliefs and somehow I can't remember how but we started to talk about comedic yoga like and I was like wait a minute what <laughs> wild comedic yoga wait, wait I've been drawn because I was doing yoga like I love yoga but I was I've been drawn to this to to this like wow like it just started just blew my mind that this was a spiritual practice of ancestors of mine, right? And so I was like, all right, well, what does it look like to approach yoga from a spiritual practice? And I started to really get into like breath and flow. And that changed, I really, that really helped me see like, oh, there is energy flowing like all through me and all inside me. And, um, and that's the power that I talk about, right? Like that's the learning how to like direct and guide that energy is uh, it's essential to like fulfilling your purpose I think <sighs> yeah <laughs> and I, but this is why we're like connected to one another I I like wrote a poem once about like a melodramatic Jesus as a teenager <laughs> <laughs> right because like what oh man I love that we're talking about Jesus because I, I do feel really close to Jesus. Like and I have my own relationship with what yeah. that energy is. And, and it, it might be blasphemy to a lot of people, but like that, there's there's some beauty in that lineage, of course. And um, and I, I think it's so powerful what you say about like, what does it mean to question? And what does it mean to ask bigger questions? Yeah. And how does that, um, how, are, how are we socialized to not ask questions? Because that feels like a sign of disobedience. And what is the power that's available to us when we're willing to break apart from just the box of what we've been given, mm -hmm. especially in questions um, in matters as big as like our faith and our spirituality. Oh, yes. I love, I love hearing about your journey there. 
And I still feel very connected to Jesus too. Like I still, I had questions. I still have some questions, although a lot of them have been answered sufficiently enough for me. Right. Um, And a lot of those, like, look, Jesus's message was love as a religion. Right. And I'm like, that's like, that's my Jesus. Right. (laughs) Like I know, you know, I, I don't know. I think love, love is, and I sound like such a hippie when I say that, right? But like love, love is the ultimate religion. When you can choose love and compassion for all, for yourself and those around you and the, like all of the living things around you, this world is just a better place. And like Jesus knew that. And he was telling people that. Magic guys, (laughs) magic. Like this is this thing that's within you. You're capable of it. You could do it right now and it could transform everything literally everything but people like no go away and that's how we got to this like to that's how I got to this belief or you know I was born into this world that taught me like magic is for fairy tales like you don't have any magic that's not real you know and we're obviously obsessed with magic yeah like what our media is about and like the fairy tale like the fixation on the royal families the like it's like we are so desperate for that energy and we still so many of us can't give it to ourselves I just bought my son a Harry Potter wand and spell book for Christmas and I'm like oh, I can't wait to tell him what his real magic is <laughs> like <laughs> like this is cool but like yeah and I How don't do that I want to know. I mean, you're an educator. I mean, you teach people and and please bring in everything about your work here as much as you want to. But how do we start to teach people that it's that they have magic, that it's safe to explore that magic, that it's not something that's going to people are going to ridicule when they start to do it. Or maybe some people will, but the, the, the people that matter won't. Well, and the people who recognize it, like, I'm going to sound like such a like, one of those, <laughs> the people who believe will understand. Like it's, it's true though. Like the people who believe will really get it. And the people who don't, won't. And like, but that's okay. So that's okay. Um, I think, I think it starts with kids, right? I think it starts with teaching our kids that they are magical. I teach my kids that they have magical powers all the time. I teach them about the magical powers of manis- manifestation right? We visualize things together. We, um, we like plan and goal set together. We vision board together. Um, so yeah, no, no, no. I teach them about, and like I told them it's not magic. Like, you know, you can concentrate on something and like levitate it. Although if you can do that, let me know. And, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll move forward from there. But like, this is magic that sometimes takes a long time, sometimes takes five minutes. It's really like, you know, you have to, you have to tune tune yourself into your magic and so I think in their own little ways they've kind of been tuning themselves and um and my 12 year old definitely is like yeah I know I know because when he he says when I say good things they happen and when I say bad things they happen too and I was like see your magic I'm trying to tell you so I think it starts with kids right like not like like really telling them about these things because for a long time I denied my own magic because I was like I've been told for so long that it's not real like this is not at eight years old I had tarot and my my parents were like this is blasphemous don't do this I was drawn to tarot at eight I was doing tarot readings at eight what (laughs) what how did I even get no but how did I get there right like like I was I was drawn to this stuff and so 
Like, imagine if my parents had sat me down and said, okay, this is magic and you have to like, be careful how you use it, right? Like, here's your tarot. And this is like, you know, what you, like, here's what you need to learn and not like be afraid of it. I was afraid for a really long time. Uh, And I find that when I teach adults, they're afraid too, right? Because first of all, for them to admit that they're magic might get them committed, right? In their mind. It's like, this isn't real. Like, this (laughs) is... you're going to get me in the loony bin, Reva. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Let me teach you your own power. And I think my work in sexuality is super powerful because for a lot of people in general, that's how they realize their own power, right? Through their sexual experiences. That's how they wield their power. And that's not the only way to wield that power. So. Well, I think about, um, how many women, I think men and women have total access to power. And I think there is a special connection that women have to power and, and that through magic, mm-hmm. their own power. Mm-hmm. And I think about how our, our culture and society, it really systematically teaches us to hate and distrust our bodies. And about how you, like you were talking about in the beginning, it's your breath. It's like the subtle energy of your body and understanding that having a relationship and loving that and caring for that. And I think about how many women out there just feel like a sense of either numbness or actually like disgust when it comes to their bodies and how that has been, to me, feels kind of intentional the way that that's been created. Oh, yeah. Well, because when you think about the power, right, especially when you think about the ways in which our power is oppressed, right? When we talk about reproductive oppression, right? And and not being able to freely make decisions for ourselves about our wounds, right? Why? Why? Like my biggest question was always like, why are you so concerned with my body? And it's because it's magical. It literally has the power to create life. Of course, they're going to want to control it right? That's when you, that's, that's really what made me say, oh, oh, this is really real. Like you are, look at how, like, look at the lengths that people go through to be able to control the magic that we have. And, and it's, it's so amazing because it's, it's free. (laughs) Like everything in the world, they're like, okay, well, I have to go like study and get a degree and buy this and do this. And just like what our society tells you that like, I think we do believe in a magic and it's, it's wealth. And it's like, you become billionaire, you become this powerful, you build your castle and and then you're like liberated and free. And it's exactly the opposites. It's like the more entrenched you are and like the material world is, is everything that it is. I think the more cut off you can get from your own heart, which is where in your body, like where the power is. And so I think about what in a moment we're so access to resources is so challenging for so many people and it can be so depressing to think about that. And then I think about like, what is the magic of, of the self-care of just recognizing that your body has power in it (laughs) and your mind has power in it. Like the first, the, the, one of the like most effective demonstrations of how powerful your body is, is the orgasm. Like to bring it all the way back. Right. (laughs) And like, yeah, <laughs> that is, it's the orgasm. And, and so I think that's why a lot of folks like begin to realize their power in sexuality because it's like, oh, this is the first time like I've been able to 
look, I don't have access to a lot of resources. I don't have access to money or food, right? But I have access to pleasure. I always have access to pleasure. And it is about like just making that decision. Like I'm not what I did. And it's, I, I say that. And as I say that, I feel fear in my body <laughs> around letting in pleasure and what that means and, and maybe the power that's behind it. Coach me on that, Reba. What, what do you say to that? Well, where do you, where do you feel the fear in your body? Oh, okay. We're really going to do this. Um, I feel it. Um, a lot around like my heart moving up through my throat. Ooh, okay. So we know that that's our, our fourth and fifth chakras, right? And so what about our, like, pre- our, ple- your pleasure? What about your pleasure and feeling pleasure for yourself makes, ah, uh, or do you feel powerless? Okay, let's get in there. <laughs> My instinct is to be like, no, stop now, I'm powerful. Um, I feel scared. I feel power and I feel I feel scared of it. Mm. Like what I feel in there. I feel a lot it's in there. Like I'm I'm not like lacking for sensation. Good. I mean, I always, and it's, I mean, just even kind of like coming out of the body into the cerebral, like I always feel like I don't want to take up too much space. I mean, I, I feel like I have that like big charisma too. And that's what my life has been based on. It's just like radiating out energy and attracting it back. And, um, and then I feel scared about taking up too much space with that getting too big. I think you should sit with that because I don't, I don't think that like, especially as you radiate your power, right. Outward, I feel so energized by the power that you radiate outward that I would hate for you to ever like trap that in. Right. And I recognize like as a white woman working through your work right now in this space, you don't want to take up too much space. Right. I already feel like I've taken up too much space. No, not at all. Not not at all. You also have to recognize like there is power in listening to your intuition will tell you Mm. when to hold, when to take up space and when to not. And you have to trust yourself. Thank you, Reba. Yeah. And I think it's kind of, it's kind of nuanced work, right? And I'm so glad that we're, we're taking it here because I wanted to get into reality next, but I think this is a really important layer of reality is that, yes, we, sh- especially like I can speak as a white woman here. It's like, there's power that I have with my privilege and there's advocacy that I can do. There are, um, there's a whole life I can create that can create more liberation for people but it does mean having to break away from like the systems that have um, have given me a sense of security, which I think is an illusion anyway. And some of it's real, but just the ultimate sense that we could ever be safe from anything is an illusion. And so part of that is like using my voice and using my privilege. And part of that is like stopping and not talking about it and giving the voice to somebody else that could use it more. So I, I appreciate you giving space for that. 
Yeah, I think it is a delicate balance too, right? To have a platform and to recognize the power in your platform and to want to amplify as many, you know, experiences and voices as possible, but also recognizing that like your message is, is important too, right? Like I've learned, I've just, I've learned so much from you, Gracie, so, so much. And it's been so healing for me and so empowering for me. And I take much of your message and I put it into the work that I do. I've told so many people about Kaizen. I've told so many people about self, like self-care is so folded into my work now because of my work with you. So don't feel like your message doesn't deserve to take up space in the spaces that it does because it does. Thank you, Reba. I, and I, I just gotta say ditto, like you are helping me on like, I'm gonna ask you later about your cutting edge of self-care, but I feel like my cutting edge of self-care is allowing myself to feel more, or just to feel more in my body. Yeah. But like pleasure being like a big part of that. And I, you're teaching me a lot and helping me work through like a lot of layers of resistance around that. Um, so I'm so grateful for your magic. And, um, I, I feel like we're maybe winding down, but I'm not quite ready yet because I, I want to ask you a couple more questions okay. before we get there. Because um, yeah. I, I do want to get your thoughts about like when you look out at the world and there's just a lot of really awful reality that's happening right now. I think we're, you know, late December 2020, people like a third of all Americans are like food insecure right now. Um, the racial disparities um, around healthcare access, economic access, um, safe places to live, et cetera, et cetera, like are, are more dis disparate than ever. And how do you like justify a magical stance on life when there's just so much hard reality? Mm, that's a great question. I think, I think the justification is like in that I'm in this, right? And these, sometimes my magic is all that I have. Right. And so justifying living this magical life is what like this magic is what gets me through. Right. Without magic, I don't know that I could see the other side of where we are. Right. Like my husband is an executive chef at a restaurant that may close down soon again for the second time this year, you know, and my kids work in the food industry. My parents are both elderly and retired and I'm self-employed. And so I literally live off of my magic without it. Without it, I don't think, you know, we would be, we'd, we'd be swimming right now, you know? So um, the necessity of magic in this moment is the justification that all the justification that we need I think mm. thank you for sharing that and some, something else that comes to me when I listen to you say that is that like magic wakes us up like when we experience that like deep synchronicity mm. and I think it really does like bring us back into our ourselves and our heart in a big way and I think about what people need right now and we need to get woken up about like what's really important how our connection to nature itself, I think that's really big, our connection to each other. Yes. 
how we're not separate from each other. Like we're all part of this like prana life experience. And it can sound super like we are all one. And I think that can be really spiritually bypassing. But I think if we can like take all the reality and look at it eyes open and still remember and like you're suffering right now and like you're connected to me, like Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring magic (laughs) for Mm -hmm. you and because I need it too. Um, that I, I, I just have so many fantasies about like Donald Trump going on an ayahuasca journey. <laughs> and I'm like, it's the only thing I think that could change this world sometimes. Like, just like if you were to like really trip out hard and remember that like the universe is all one thing and that he is made of love and stardust. And then he, he's just like, I was so wrong guys. <laughs> people would believe, people wouldn't even believe it was him, you know? they're like no we don't like you anymore yep Mm -hmm. because he's no longer he's no longer preaching what that he's no longer pushing that vehicle right that drives the hate that's needed to like push these agendas so I don't know I love I love the fact that like magic empowers us to change things right Mm -hmm. for ourselves for those around us it empowers us to change things I agree. I agree. Is, um, I want to know about your self-care practice right now and your magic practice and just what, what magical self-care is on your cutting edge of what are you trying to learn or, or practice right now? So I am really trying right in this moment of like, just desperation, like for everyone in this, like this, the country, right? I am trying to really sharpen my manifestation powers, right? And so um, on our um, BIPOC call, we were manifesting um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, right? <laughs> we were manifesting. And we, it manifested, like we are, <laughs> right? And so I'm learning to like, see what it's like to put like actual physical power behind manifestation. And I do that in my self-pleasure practice, right? Now I set my intention before a self-pleasure practice. I set my intention, right? What is my intention for this practice? And what is it I intend to manifest, right? From this practice. And I visualize it. And then I begin my self-pleasure practice and once I get to, you know, to orgasm, I use all of that energy that I have. And I just visualize and man, like I try to like, like see what like deep, very clearly in my mind, what it is that I am, you know, trying to manifest. And then I go about my day. Riva, you're blowing my mind. This is amazing. <laughs> this is why everyone who's listening to this go to Reba's website, RebaTheDiva.com and sign up to work with her because that is, that's freaking brilliant. I'm starting with something small and when it comes, I will let you know and I'll tell you what it was, but I'm excited because it's been about three weeks now that I've been like really intentionally and thoughtfully doing this work. And um, yeah, I've, I've been seeing a lot of progress. That's all I'm going to say. So that is great. Um, you might hear my daughter crying in the background. I don't know Mine why. too. It's fine. 
reality within the magic. Yes. <laughs> um, just one thing that I have learned from my manifestation practice is that I enjoy what I manifest and I've manifested some like wild stuff and I'm into it. And I've not manifested other things. It took me freaking years to manifest the partner of my dreams. I had like multiple shaman working on it. Like it took the time it took and it took the process it took. I'll say exactly. that. Mm -hmm. And what I have learned is that I, as much as I like the stuff, I like the feeling. Mm -hmm. The feeling of magic moving through me, the feeling of like having manifested something in that process. Cause I get the thing and I'm like, that's cool. And then I start to think like, well, what else, you know? And I'm yeah. like, it's not that I'm ungrateful. It's that I just, I want to know my power and I want to like, I want to enjoy that magic moving through me. Yep. And so imagine how that magic would feel moving through you with an orgasm, right? Like that's, it's it's pretty magical. You should try it. <laughs> yeah, all right. Bye, Reba. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Rose, that Rose, that. Well, as we finish this conversation, is there anything that feels unsaid to you? Speaking about magic. No, no. This has been a really great conversation and so timely. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much, Reba. Your presence is transformative. And I like radiant is really the word that comes to mind. Um, and I was, re I was reading this thing once about Elizabeth Taylor of all people. I don't even know if, she, if she's canceled for some reason these days, but just about how, you know, back in the day for her that people just like adored her. And it was a writer talking about Elizabeth Taylor saying that, that she was able to take in all the energy that people gave to her and she radiated it all back. And it totally changed how I thought about radiance. And I really, I think of you as a person who I think really like embodies radiance in that way that so I feel, I feel the love of everyone who's loved you. And I feel you just like sending it all back to us. So I really want to thank you for sharing that and the space with us. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That feels so that feels so I'm I'm feel so comforted and so I don't know honored thank you thank you very much my pleasure uh well for those who like absolutely need to get on your website and work with you will you just remind us the ways that people can stay connected to you yeah so you can find me at reba the diva.com that's R-E-B-A-T-H-E-D-I-V-A.com. Um, but you can also just find a bunch of pleasure positive sex education workshops that I teach along with a few of my other like consultants at sexpertconsultants.com. Awesome. Check Reba out. Learn the power of magic, especially um, <laughs> through orgasm. Oh my gosh, it's blowing my mind. <laughs> Uh, Reba, thank you. Um, I'm wishing you much magic and I'll, I'll be really curious to hear how everything you are manifesting is coming along. Oh yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> All right, thank you. And thank you to everyone who's listened. Um, you know, in my first conversation with Rochelle Faithful, we talked about what it means to just kind of like open the door if it's feeling a little uh, nerve wracking. And the conversation last time with um, Sarita Moore, we talked about opening it more. And I feel like we've like really opened it with Reba here. So just honor your process with it. Go take uh, an afternoon to self-pleasure and see what your what manifestations are possible for you. Mm -hmm. Thank you all so much and keep taking really good care of yourself. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Gracie with Beautiful Life Self-Care. 
Thanks so much for listening to the show. I hope you learned something new. If you want to connect more, then visit me at selfcarewithgracie.com. There you can sign up for my weekly newsletter where on Wednesday afternoons, I'll send you more self-care practices, more inspiration, and more opportunity to connect to a community of people who really care about really good self-care. Also write me if you have any other questions or if you have ideas for future shows. My email address is selfcarewithgracie at gmail.com. Thanks a lot. And remember, keep putting yourself first and everything else will fall into place.